Welcome to this episode of Hip Hop History. This week, we are getting back into the beefs that keep hip hop interesting and exciting. These two MCs were both born in Brooklyn, New York, and attended the same high school, Brooklyn College Academy. Two legends who ruled the scene early on in their career. Little Kim is four years older, born in 1974, than Foxy Brown, born in 1978. So they didn't cross paths much in high school, but that would be short-lived as Foxy would be signed to a label by the age of 17. According to Brown's brother, Gavin Marchand, the two rappers were introduced through a mutual to a friend and were on friendly terms in Brooklyn's Bedford style neighborhood. At the start of their respective careers, both Kim and Brown joined rap conglomerates that featured some of New York City's most legendary artists. This helped them to establish themselves more closely than they might have otherwise. Late rapper Notorious B.I.G. played an instrumental role in launching Kim's rap career. Biggie promoted a hip-hop group out of Bedford-Stuyvesant called Junior Mafia, or Masters at Finding Intelligent Attitude. The producer brought in 19-year-old Kim, and the group debuted what would be their only album, Conspiracy, in 1994. And following the release of her 1997 debut album, Fox Foxy Brown joined the New York supergroup The Firm along with fellow rappers Nas, AZ, and Nature. The hype surrounding the group grew stronger after they signed with Aftermath, Dr. Dre's record label. The group released what would be their only record, the album, in 1997. In 1995, both Brown and Kim appeared on R&B group Total's song No One Else Remix alongside fellow rapper DeBrat. At the time, no reports suggested the two up-and-coming rappers did not get along. Today, it remains the only song featuring both women. Little Kim released her debut album on November 12, 1996, and just one week later, Brown's debut album hit the shelves. Kim sold more than 6 million copies, went double platinum, and featured tracks with major music artists Diddy and Missy Elliott. Brown's debut went platinum and featured some of the biggest rappers in the game, such as Method Man and Jay-Z. Because their debuts arrived so close together, Brown and Kim not only competed against each other commercially, but were also compared by fans and the media. One of the possible sources for the rapper's feuds may be related to fashion. Kim Osaro, the then-editor of Rap Mag, The Source, explains a story she heard about the artist's album packaging, as both artists wore the same jumpsuit on the inside cover of their respective albums. She says, I heard that one had borrowed the outfit from the other, and that led to them not speaking. Whatever the reason, it seems trivial to everyone around. Whatever the reason, it seemed trivial to everyone around. By the late 1990s, both Kim and Brown had cemented their spots in hip-hop. In 1997, Def Jam CEO Lior Cohen wanted to bring the two superstars together to make an album titled Thelma and Louise. According to Marchand, Brown and Kim were each offered $500,000 to participate in the project. Both of the artists turned down the deal, the first hint that the two women were no longer on friendly terms. By the end of the 90s, Kim and Brown's feud began to appear in their respective lyrics. In 1999, Kim served the first punch on the song Play Around, a song from rapper Lil Cease's first solo album. Both Diddy and Kim were featured on the record. Kim enlisted her collaborators for a few barbs. Diddy even got in on the action with the line, stop trying to sound like her too. The lyric was largely viewed as a direct jab at Brown. Kim brought the trash talk to a whole new level on her sophomore album, The Notorious K.I.M. On the album's title track, Kim directly referenced Brown and her crew with the lyrics, You and Your Firm. Brown appeared on Component Noriega's 2000 album, The Reunion. The rapper took the opportunity to fire back at Kim on the track titled Bang Bang. Brown even started her verse with the same intro Kim used on Mob Deep's Quiet Storm remix. Perhaps, perhaps the most troubling part of the diss happens when Brown mocks Kim for publicly mourning Biggie's passing. Let the man rest in peace and hop off his dick, do you. After the release of Bang Bang, the, the feud between rap divas got real. On February 25th, 2001, actual arms were pulled outside of the New York's Hot 97 radio station. The incident occurred as Kim and her crew were leaving an interview at the station. They came face to face with Capone, part of rap group Capone and Noriega, and his posse. The two crews engaged in an argument that resulted in the 
aggression. Efren Ocasio from Capone's group got shot in the back. He went to the hospital and was released the next day. The incident at Hot 97 appears to stem from Kim's anger over Brown's diss of her on Bang Bang. After hearing the event, Brown told MTV News that she tried to make amends with Kim. I really don't know how it started, but Russell Simmons and I, we got together and I said, Russell, I want to call a truce. I want to have a sit down with Kim. I don't care what it is. Let's just end it. We can even do a collaboration. We're bigger than this. If it has to start with me, let it start with me. Kim reportedly did not respond to Brown's apology. Initial police reports indicated that Kim left the scene prior to the Hot 97 incident. However, later investigations determined she was inside her limousine at the time and that the vehicle departed with others implicated in the occurrence. The rapper previously told the police that she did not know why things went south that day. Additionally, Kim claimed that her manager, Damian Butler, was not at the scene. However, security footage showed Butler was in fact present. We're going to take a short ad break here and get right back to the show. Thank you for listening to that ad. Now back to the show. On March 17, 2005, Kim was convicted on charges of perjury and conspiracy for lying to investigators and to a federal grand jury. Though she faced up to 20 years incarceration, Kim received a sentence of 366 days and three years probation. She served her entire sentence before being released on July 3, 2006. In 2005, roughly 10 years after the feud started, the bad vibes between Brown and Kim remained strong. Right before Kim was taken into custody, her label previewed parts of her new album, The Naked Truth. On the LP, Queen Bee went after several of the biggest names in rap, including 50 Cent and Foxy Brown. Of course, she put down a few disses for Foxy. Jackie O proved you far from a fighter. I'm not going to come at you, I'm going to come at your ghost writer, said Kim. Foxy later returned the favor on her track, Massacre. First a chick want to hate on Foxy, 10 years now she hating on Minaj. Bear witness to a rise in the fall of Miss Kimberly Jones. Hot 97 Summer Jam has produced all sorts of drama and hip-hop since its inception, and in 2012 was no exception. Nicki Minaj, another artist who had beef with Kim, reportedly planned a Little Kim service with a Kim lookalike. Since Brown was one of Minaj's guest acts, many speculated the event would involve both rappers. However, Minaj pulled out of Summer Jam that due to radio host Peter Rosenberg being critical of her song Starships, and later said that the rumors were false. A truce between Kim and Brown almost took place during the 2013 Summer Jam. The plan, 20 years in the making, involved an appearance on stage with the two rappers. The idea was to show solidarity and show that hip-hop community that rivals could have become friends again. In the end, the performance never happened, and media outlets reported that Brown appeared too late to perform. However, Brown appeared on MTV's Rap Fix Live and gave an emotional explanation, saying, It wasn't orchestrated properly. I understand the epicness of those two huge, the biggest female rappers in the game to come together and touch mics is phenomenal. But somewhere along the line, some part of it has to feel real. As of today, these two legendary female MCs have still not recorded any songs together and haven't appeared anywhere together and there are no outward plans of the two to do that. The feud with Kim and Nicki started when Kim accused Nicki of stealing her image, being that Nicki's photos for her mixtape, Playtime is Over, were shockingly similar to those of Kim's for hardcore. Minaj and Kim first met backstage at a Lil Wayne concert in 2009. Of course, the two had different stories about that night. Nicki claims that she approached Kim to ask her if they were cool, saying they talked everything out and took a picture together. Kim claims that never happened and noted she'd react violently if Minaj ever came at her that way. The feud kicked into high gear when both Nicki Minaj and Little Kim appeared on Birdman's track, Grinded Making Money. Both Kim and Minaj claimed they didn't know the other would be on the song. Kim considers this single the start of their infamous feud. Later, Kim used this same single on a mixtape. In 2010, Minaj released her debut album, Pink Friday. Minaj quickly became a household name. In 2011, Little Kim released Black Friday mixtape. The entire mixtape was directed at Minaj, from the cover to a few of the songs. Indeed, Kim included two 
diss tracks about Minaj on the tape. It was a battle of the veteran rapper against the rising star, and in 2010, Kim opened up about her feud with Minaj. She noted that Minaj often took shots at her and other female rappers without saying their names. In 2011, Kim bragged that her mixtape Black Friday was doing record numbers on PayPal. Minaj openly mocked Kim for bragging about that and called her a liar, and in 2019, Minaj knocked Kim's record sales again but didn't mention her name. Nicki has a history of bringing up record sales. She attempts to bring that up every time she has a feud. For example, her beef with Cardi B. After the Black Friday mixtape that was largely shots at Nicki, Nicki responded with her track, Tragedy. Kim became a mother and sort of faded away from the spotlight. Ironically, around the same time, Foxy also became a mother. And in 2018, it appeared the feud between Nicki and Kim finally came to an end. During an interview with Real 93.9, Kim claimed that she was over the beef with Minaj. She said, Kim even wished Minaj luck in her future. Kim wants all female rappers to support each other and shine like stars, she said. During an interview with Hot 97, Nicki Minaj discussed her feud with Little Kim. Minaj didn't hold back. She noted that Kim has been in several rivalries with other female rappers. Minaj feels she won the rivalry, and Kim will go down in history as a sore loser. Despite Kim and Nicki claiming the feud is over, there still seems to be bad blood between the two stars. Minaj and Kim continue to take subliminal shots at each other. Kim and Minaj will never be friends, and the feud will continue in some form. For now, Kim and Minaj make cryptic references at each other. Recently, the feud between all three has been quiet, and Nicki has recently become a mother as well. So congratulations to all three of these amazing women and the blessings of their journeys. The feuds between Kim and Foxy and Kim and Nicki will most likely never come to an end, just like Nicki's with Cardi. Kim has also had many other beefs, including Kaya, Charlie Baltimore, Faith Evans, Eve, The Descent, Diddy, Funk Flex, Just Eight, Who Is Who of the 90s and early aughts of hip-hop. Honestly, these three women are legends. It's stamped, it's already certified, everyone knows it. Everyone has done the Little Kim dance or at least seen the meme. The answer to who won each of these battles is a personal choice. Both Kim and Foxy had some lines that are memorable and deep cuts. Thank you to all of the ladies and thank you all individually for your contributions to the groundbreaking style and lyrics. And thank you for listening to this episode of Hip Hop History. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review if possible. Thank you and have a great day.